Hi, Scott and John here. Yeah, folks, the world is fast approaching the end game, and we are trying to expose the upcoming deception before time runs out. We want to make this a full-time goal, and we need your support to fight the satanic global elite. So here's how you can help. Subscribe to the new Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast to listen to every episode ad-free. Plus, get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to a new community forum. Sure. So just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today. Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to Episode 84, The Great Reset, Part 3. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Zena. Hello, welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast, the program that shows you the secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm here with... Zena, and are you ready to swallow the red pill? I am ready. I don't know about you. If, if <laughs> I'm I could, ready. If I can manage to get the words out today, <laughs> that would be good. It's the pollen. The pollen's really getting to oh, us. Oh, you know, it, it is for me. I'll, I'll admit that freely. <laughs> So we've been talking about the Great Reset. We have. And we didn't quite have enough time to finish last episode, so we're going to try to finish that again. And, of course, to remind our listeners, the Great Reset is the part of, really, it's kind of essentially the same as Agenda 2030. Okay. Uh, The World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, remember these individuals, what we call, I I lovingly refer to as the satanic global elite, (laughs) (laughs) um, are essentially trying to accomplish... What I believe was accomplished in the past, you know, okay. we've discussed before, Zena, uh, there's nothing new under the sun. Very true. So we look to history to see what's coming. And um, we touched on the idea that in the, in the times of the giants, the Nephilim, uh, these hybrid angel humans uh, basically took control of the planet. Yes. Uh, and, and enslaved or persecuted or even in some cases may have eaten uh, mankind. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the book of Enoch, we might remember, uh, which, although that's not the scriptures, it's certainly uh, historically significant. And we found that um, the uh, giants, according to Enoch, consumed all the resources of men, and when there weren't any left, they began to consume the men. Oh my uh, goodness. The human beings. So, um, typology maybe plays into that. And because, you know, I was thinking, if you take a corporation, any corporation, okay, their main objective is a capitalist approach to making profit. Yes. They want to make money. They create a product. They want to sell that product. The more product they sell, the more money they make. Yes. The more customers they have, the more products they sell. The more people there are, the more potential customers they have. So you have to ask, why would a corporation or a corporate oligarch want population control, want fewer people? It goes antithetical to making a profit, which is what a corporation exists to do. So I just want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Basically, they want less people to have less workers? Well... Clearly, if they had, um, let's say, people, workers replaced with robotics, okay, they pay less money in wages and health 
uh, benefits. Yeah, because robots don't need health. <laughs> they don't need health, right? They don't go to the doctor. They don't no. call in sick. No, they don't. <laughs> so it would make sense, again, that it's back to the profit motive. Paying less wages because of robots, more profits, but you still have to sell those products and people buy those products. So again, we're back to why would corporations or a corporate oligarch want fewer people Yeah. if it goes contrary to the profit motive? More people, more profits. Mm-hmm. It has to be satanic. It can't be the capitalist system. It's not natural for a capitalist corporation to want to kill their own customers. Yeah. So what must be behind it? You know, why are all these corporations becoming woke? coming part of and supporting the Great Reset, which is ultimately aimed at reducing the population and and putting men down, oppressing them, bringing them to the point where, like Klaus Schwab said, you'll owe nothing and be happy. Well, then we're no longer consumers. Yeah. Did you, I know this is completely off topic, but did you see that the owner of, is it Disneyland, Disney World, Mm -hmm. he regrets going woke? Oh, uh, I didn't see that, but I'm not surprised. You know, he I'm had like, he came out on a press conference and was just kind of like, I regret going woke. And I'm like, I wonder why. I didn't read the article. I just saw the top of it. But. Probably losing customers. Yes. That, that, that did have something to say with yeah. he did was losing some customers. Because I, I grew up watching Disney you know, mm-hmm. as a kid and it was very much a family oriented, kid oriented thing. Woke isn't necessarily inclusive of the family. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a little exclusive of the family because it's trying to rule out the nuclear family. Yeah. By that, I mean a mother, a father, children. And the door is opening with woke thinking Yeah, uh, for alternatives that, I mean, I don't, never mind the scriptural connotation of it, but I'm not saying that if a couple who are of the same sex adopted a child couldn't be excellent parents. Yeah. I'm not going to criticize that. If they're adopting a child who needs to be raised in a home with love and care, Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Yes. But if there's an agenda out there by some to try to start teaching three-year-olds about sex, and they're not even able to process that yet. Yeah. That's borders on something's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, that's pedophilia. That's something. So anyway, if if that's what Disney is catering to, then I can understand why people would be upset. So would I, if I was a parent, you know, and I am. And then, uh, you know, saying, okay, well, that's enough. I won't go there anymore. Well, they lose sales. Very true. So we're kind of getting back to this thing about the Great Reset, just by that perfect example Mm -hmm. you brought up. Why would corporations that depend on a customer base that has been family-focused for decades change that entire paradigm on which the company was structured by Walt Disney and go to something that causes them to lose money unless it's satanic, unless there's some spirit behind what they're doing. Yeah, I I guess they want to be like kind of all-inclusive, but sometimes being all-inclusive does mean you're being exclusive. Yeah. So it's just kind of, it, I mean, I, I see where they're coming from by mm-hmm. being woke, but then I also see that like a nuclear family can also be a man and a man and a woman, a woman. Like we're not saying that isn't a thing. Cause that, that is a new norm. Like that's what we're, that's going to be out there. 
But like you said, you don't you don't have to use sex. I get it. Sex sells, but sex does not sell when it comes to kids. It, it really shouldn't be combined at all. And 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 you really kind of hit the nail on the head about whatever the definition of a nuclear family is today. Yeah, it's changed from historical. It's yes. changed from traditional. So are are the are the changes. Do we just adapt and, and and each time we do, well, okay, we'll allow that, we'll allow that. And finally, it's if the the traditional family is now vilified, well, it's yeah. patriarchal. It's wrong to have a father, you know, or whatever, or it's wrong to have a mother, then then you're getting so far away from what God originally ordained. Yeah. Because only a male and a female can conceive. Very you know, true. No matter how many genders you want to try to say there are, there's no way a man can give birth. Right. And and it takes a female and a male to conceive a child. Yes. So <clears throat> that's part of the original paradigm that God laid out. And if that ever becomes the uh, the the vilified as the other and the wrong and the alternate, then we're in big trouble. I guess I'll be the other and the wrong. <laughs> Are you saying because you don't have a child? Or? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a child, and I prefer the opposite sex. Mm. So if that's considered wrong, So what used to be, be the normal, now we're the bad guys. Now we're yeah. the others. I yeah. feel like you, like you can just not win in this world. It's yeah. like you're, you're here for you know being all-inclusive, but then it's like you're, you, know, you get hammered down because you are of like this, and it's like I'm not changing i did like like yeah. you're not changing i'm not changing either you take me as i am or you leave <laughs> that's kind of how i see it and i think when a person gets to the point where they're intolerant of you and your views yes you can't work with that no you can't have a discussion and you're no longer agreeing to disagree at that point you're being targeted and othered ostracized yeah to be the bad guy well to me again all this plays into the great reset it's they're creating the division they're creating the confusion they're creating the disarray and if they create the problem and then they come in with the solution they appear to be the hero they're like wow mm -hmm. good for you so if we can remind our listeners, since we were touching on the giants, uh, we, we, we see a connection to that because the world got away yes. from God's natural order. And when it did, it wasn't, we weren't even discussing about men with men or women with women. That wasn't even the issue. I don't know what mankind was doing, everything that they were doing at that time. But we know one thing they were doing that was wrong was angels. Yes intermarrying with humanity. So Genesis 6, verse 1, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God, and we've discussed these before, so you can go back and reference any of our episodes on this, the Nephilim, part 1, 2, 3, and 4, um, the sons of God were fallen angels. Yes. They took the daughters of men, they saw they were fair, <clears throat> and they took them wives of all which they chose. And, and again, we've talked about this before, but they didn't just, yeah, I don't want to be crude, but they didn't just grab them and rape them. Yes. They took them wives. They married them. They in, Indicating that their intention was to bear and raise children. Yes. And it also seems to imply that maybe the women were complicit. They were willing because they went through the marriage process, you know, whatever that was. So um, verse 4 says, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God 
came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. The same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. Now, these mighty men which were of old, uh, they were giants. But when you think of the all the cultures of the world and their ancient mythology, their ancient stories, they all have flood stories. They all have giant stories. And they all have stories of the gods coming down and taking wives. Yes. And bearing children, which we know through certain uh, historical records, you know, and, and mythology as like Hercules. Yes. Mixing Zeus with whatever mm-hmm. his mother's name was, I forget. Uh, and the Titans and the Cyclops and the this and the that. Yes. So there was, they were probably grains of truth in all that. Now, it's interesting that it, it, one of the um, Greek philosophers, and I forget which, if it wasn't Plato, it was Aristotle, but they talked about the Golden Age. And in their minds, and it involves, like you've heard the term Atlantis. Yes. Not my Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> but Atlantis was supposedly this great advanced civilization that sunk into the ocean. Yes. And they had reached this pinnacle of culture, and there was peace and love and harmony and all this stuff. And they were, you know, technically advanced and all this. And then they just sort of disappeared. So uh, these Greek philosophers looked back to that time as the golden age. And we lost a lot of that knowledge, and you know, because it was advanced from where we are now, and it just sort of disappeared in an instant. But what they're remembering is not really the truth. It wasn't a golden age. It was an age of great oppression. These gods did come down to men. They were the sons of God. They did take daughters and have children through them. They were hybrid human, half human angel. Uh, But what happened was in verse 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And if you skip down to verse uh, 12, still in chapter 6, And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, and for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And um, God said, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Them meaning these hybrids, these giants. So I do believe we can draw a connection to what these intended to do and what the Corporate oligarchs and the Great Reset are trying to do. Um, Whether or not they are giants, that's, in a sense, you could say they're giants of industry, Mm -hmm. giants of technology, whatever. They're not physical giants necessarily, but but I do believe it's possible that some of these leaders, if not now, might soon be hybrids again. I do think that there are going to be more hybridized humans Uh, We know that's from a verse in Daniel chapter 2 we've looked at before. But let's continue to focus on the history and bring it forward to 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 the current. Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important. There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. And the world is fast approaching the end game, and we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out. Freedom of speech is under attack, and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak. This is true, so you can help us use the satanic global elite's own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast so the controlled media can't shut us down. 
We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed. But to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full-time with Bible Mysteries. Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech. And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax deductible. Thanks again, and here's the show. Numbers chapter 13. We'll um, run out of time faster than I realize if I don't get on with this thing. (laughs) Numbers 13, verse 27. And uh, this is uh, the... Moses, before they go into the land of Canaan, which remember, Canaan was yes. occupied by giants, mm-hmm. uh, and God said, go take it. Well, he sent spies into the land to check it out. So the 12 spies go in and they come back with a report. And they told him and he said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. In other words, they brought big grapes and everything. So yeah, it's fruitful. It's great. We, it's wonderful, but... <laughs> Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great, meaning tall. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Now, the children of Anak were giants. Yes. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. Caleb was one of the twelve. So was Joshua. You might know that name. Yes. So Caleb and Joshua amongst the 12 were the ones that went in to spy too. And they saw the same things the other 10 did. But they said, yeah, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well over to overcome it. It's like, hey, God's with us. We can take them. They may be giants, but we can take them. But the men that went up with them, the other 10, yeah. said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, which might be an allusion to back when they were cannibals in Genesis 6. This is much later. Okay. Uh, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Very tall. Yes. You know. Not and I. There we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come out of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Now I don't know if that was a, a, a stretching it or not, but you know Deuteronomy chapter two says uh, chapter two verse sixteen through twenty three. We also was accounted a land of giants. Giants dwelt there uh, in old. So. What we know, uh, if we fast forward a little bit and not cover every single verse, we could talk about giants again, mm-hmm. was they created a very violent world during the time of yes. Noah before the flood. Uh, they existed in Canaan even after the flood. And we just saw references of that. So why would they be limited to only Canaan? Isn't it conceivable in your mind, Zena, that if the giants somehow reappeared later, and we won't discuss why, but here they are in Canaan, why would they just stay there? If they're giants, they could go anywhere they want. Um, wouldn't they travel to other wh- countries? Wouldn't they? Ha- don't they have like an <clears throat> agreement that they have to stay there? I don't believe they had an agreement. I, I certainly think that there might have been uh, a, an aim and an objective to um, 
occupy the land that was probably once occupied by their forefathers. Okay. If, you know, like maybe in the world that was before Adam uh, and Jerusalem and Eden and all that kind of Mm -hmm. ties together. So they may have had an affinity for that land. But if they were being exterminated by human beings, which they were later, uh, you'd think, well, I'm getting out of Dodge. Right. They're like, nay, 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 we can take them. So, and the truth is giant skeletons have been found all over the world. Really? Yeah. Now they they hide that. the The world today won't let you know that these things exist. They're probably hidden in the basement of the Smithsonian or something. You I'm know. gonna go to the basement of the Smithsonian now. Yeah, it makes me want to go there too. So the point would be: Is it possible the Nef- did the Nephilim exist today? And I don't mean like a shack giant. You know, he is big, but I mean like Goliath giant, twelve feet. I would say so. I mean, there's men that were what, like one of the tallest men in the world that's been noted yeah. was nine foot. Yeah. So I I can totally see someone being taller than that. That's right. And some of these people that hold these records where we actually see them in like the wax museum or whatever, yeah. you know, they're, um, they're tall, but if they had the genetic condition known as gigantism, it didn't make them a Nephilim necessarily. It could have been a thyroid disorder. Yes. But they're not in proportion. Tall, thin, lanky. Uh, they walk with a cane. They're not strong. You know, mm-hmm. thyroid-type conditions are not, yes. you know, whatever. So Shaq, on the other hand, is big, but he's an athlete, you know. Yeah. That's a guy I don't want to get in a boxing ring with, right? No. So Shaquille O'Neal would have been more of an example of a guy, even though he's only seven-something, imagine him another five feet tall and in the same proportion. I love how you said he's only (laughs) seven-something. Compared to a giant, right? (laughs) So is it possible Nephilim exists today? Possible. Yes. But maybe not as giants. Could genetic manipulation have been done to where people are um, controlled by the spirits of Nephilim, even though they're normal human size? Oh, of course. Or might there even be hybrid humans that are willing Nephilim hosts, you know, such as if these corporate people are in line with what the satanic global elite wants to do. Well, they, again, you can possess me because the, the demons are the disembodied spirits of the giants. You know what I've always wondered whenever they have those uh, places where you get paid and they get to experiment on you? Mm. I always wonder if those people come out crazy. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, like what do what do they put in them? Yeah, it makes me wonder too. Well, do you remember when we talked about one of the terms that Klaus Schwab used about the Great Reset was the Fourth Industrial Revolution? Yes, because we talked about the Industrial Revolution was you know when the when the um, the, the uh, factories started being built in America mm-hmm. and the trains and the, they had machines do the work that yes. men used to do in the field. So uh, the, the term now has been widely used, and this is another quote from Wikipedia. Uh, in literature, in scientific literature, it was popularized by Klaus Schwab in 2015 at the World Economic Forum. But a part of this phase of industrial change is the joining of technologies like artificial intelligence, gene editing, to advance robotics that blur the line between the physical, digital, and biological worlds. You know, our own current president visited a lab or military facility or something recently where a robotic dog, and he made a joke about, I hope he doesn't bite me or something, you know? Yeah. But it was, yeah, this yellow-looking robot dog. But (laughs) imagine what you could do with a robot dog if you could mount an automatic weapon on its back or something, you know? 
And and it, I'm just telling you, I, I don't like the idea of robotics in the military at all. Oh, I was thinking like for the police officers, but you know what? Nay, nay, then. No, I'm thinking about <laughs> turning them on us. Oh, oh, no, no. As we become the others. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got to exterminate these people. So, um, you know, those three terms of robotics, AI, artificial intelligence, yeah. and uh, genetic manipulation seems to be that they're trying to push the agenda of moving humanity's evolutionary process along because they believe in evolution. So they think if if we're the if we came from fish that turned into lizards that turned into monkeys that turned into men as evolution says, then what's the next phase for man? You know, it's to become a god. Oh, I was gonna say an elite athlete. An elite athlete. Well, we have those though. But like even more elite. Even more elite. So super soldier. Yeah. Uh, Captain America. There we go. America. That's what I'm looking for. Which really is like human 2.0, mm -hmm. post-humanism, which is part of the whole thing. And uh, how are they going to get there? I mean, we're getting weaker as a species, more disease, more degeneration, you know. So how are we going to get to this evolutionary change? They're going to host a lot of medical experiments. Yeah. Just wait. So you're getting right back to your medical experiments. There is a, There are laws of physics, and I did not pay attention in school uh, <laughs> in, about physics, but I do recall that there were laws called the laws of thermodynamics. And, mm -hmm. you know, there are laws like the law of gravity. Yes. You know, you, it's just a proven thing. And one of those is matter can neither be created nor destroyed. I think that's the first law. Yes. And there's a second law, which is the law of entropy, which means that all systems are moving from a position of order to disorder. Yes. So cells are deteriorating. They're not getting better. Mutations, when they occur, don't improve the species like the X-Men or something. They make us worse. Whoa. So we're degenerating, if anything. We're devolving as a human species. Well, well, these corporate oligarchs and the satanic global elite, they know this. So it's going to take robotics and AI and genetic manipulation to stop that. Because what are they after? Eternal life. Without God. They want to live forever. Yeah. So they can rule people. So if they could put their brain and their memories in a robotic body, in a synthetic human, they'd be happy with that. As long as they can eat and feel and do what they do. I don't do. know. That's kind of weird. I would want to keep the same body I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where I think it's going to come down to because we've talked about the Antichrist and the mark of the beast. And is it possible that the mark will be something that changes us from being fully human to being partly human? Mm -hmm. Because this 2.0 thing might incorporate angel DNA. And there's a verse of scripture that points to that in Daniel chapter 2, verse 43. And Daniel's vision of, of a dream of these pieces, uh, or rather, excuse me, King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, a vision of an image. And Daniel gives the interpretation and there's a head of brass, or excuse me, a head of gold, a chest of silver, loins of brass, legs of iron. Mm -hmm. And feet made of iron mixed with clay. Yes. So, in the interpretation, he says in verse 43, And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Not men, the seed of men. Interesting. So um, we hear a lot about abductions, UFO abductions. Yes. And uh, some of them are crackpots, but some of them are real. And they've been proven that they were taken, both men and women, experimented on, 
in UFO laboratories. And in many cases, they're uh, impregnated. Uh, seed of men, genetics of aliens, if you will, or the, or the egg of a woman and the seed of an alien, whatever, combined in a dish, implanted in the womb, reach a certain point and then removed again later after the woman is abducted again. This is happening over and over and over. That is so weird. It is so weird. They're genetically experimenting to make a hybrid, I think. And Jesus said in Matthew 25, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And he talks about them eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Well, the days of Noah, the only reference to marriage were the sons of God taking wives. Yeah. So it seems to me that we're approaching a time when the satanic global elite in the Great Reset are trying to ostracize those that don't want to conform, and they'll be able to other us and say, you're you're racist, homophobic, bigoted, whatever. They're going to call us something to because you don't fit in to the narrative yeah. of we want to move to the next phase. We're ready to take the mark. We're ready to you know become human 2.0. And so I think it gives some um, clarity to what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3. In verse 1, he says, This note also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Well, when have times not been perilous? You know, man on the earth has pretty much been in a state of constant war. All you know, the time. There's been oppression. There's been slavery. There's been crime. There's been hatred. There's been uh, just violence. Yeah. You know, there's been times of peace, but somewhere there's a war going on. But can we be completely honest? In the times of peace, do we even know that it's in times of peace? Really? No, because you only see all the bad on the news. So you think, yeah, yeah we just live in a bad world. Well, if Paul talks about it's going to get worse. Oh, great. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> then the perilous times he's talking about can't be equated to the norm. Yeah. It has to be outside the norm. And Paul lived in a day that was more violent than we know. As far as like the Roman Empire, the Roman oppression. Yeah, they were aggressive. Yeah, they were very aggressive. And, and you couldn't just, uh, you know, pick up a gun and defend yourself. No. You know, so, uh, and he goes on to say, men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, which is beyond greedy, boasters, proud, blasphemers against God, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. And that's the idea of, you know, if you saw somebody, if you were watching a car accident, your reaction is... <gasps> You know, yeah. Oh my God. Are they okay? And yeah. you want to run over it. Are they all right? You know, imagine a person just go, ha, good. Serves them right. And walk away. <gasps> you know, imagine no natural affection. That's the next generation. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Crazy. So there's something to that. And interesting, you were talking about, is there really peace? You know, when yeah. you just said that, it, it made me think of this passage in First Thessalonians chapter five, where again, Paul writes, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So ultimately, no matter how bad things are going to get, and they will, the Lord's still coming back. Okay. And he's going to straighten it out. But when he comes, it's going to be as a thief in the night. So the day of the Lord begins with God's wrath being poured out. And he says, um, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them all. And he likens it to this, as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape. 
And throughout the Bible, and we've talked about this before, travail, labor of a woman with child is a picture and type of the tribulation, mm -hmm. of the time of Jacob's trouble. So I really feel like we are reaching the point when we have to wake people up. And, and you've got to look at everything with the healthy dose of skepticism when somebody says the great reset we're going to use this opportunity with uh the current things that are going on to reset everything uh build back better you know whatever they want to call it they're all terms that are relating to like the tower of babel they want to get back to the way it was where a handful of men rule over and oppress the rest of the population and they'll kill anybody that gets in their way because it's not really capitalism that they're after uh, otherwise they would want more customers yeah they need to reduce the population so they can control us and force men to worship the one that's coming the son of perdition so that folks in a nutshell is why i am very concerned about the great reset yes i don't think it's a reset in a good way i think it's a reset to deceive you to take the mark of the beast. Very true. What you need more than you need than your next breath is a relationship with God and and uh, and to know Jesus Christ His Son, so that you will not be a part of the deception. And my prayer is that you would. Yes. So thank you once again, Zena. Thank you for having me. As always. Now I've been told I wiggle too much at the end. <laughs> so I'm going to be still here, and I'm going to say the website utbnow.com. The podcast is Bible Mysteries. <laughs> We thank you <laughs> for those who donate. And uh, you can give through PayPal at utbnow.com and email us. We'd love to hear from you at unlockthebiblenow at gmail.com. Zena? Thank you guys, as always, for joining us every week. We really do appreciate your support. Please like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment down below because we love interacting with you guys. Really do. We get some great emails. Even if you disagree, write me. Um, I, I won't guarantee that I'll write every one of you back, but we'd love to hear the feedback. You can provoke a thought that might make us consider a new subject. Yes. So we thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Bible Mysteries and share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can even gift a subscription to a friend. That's right. Remember, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to join and help us expose the satanic global elite, or make a tax-deductible donation at utbnow.com. We need your help to fight the global censorship of the truth. Thanks for your support.